Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another bonus episode of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Stephen Coletti. I'm Kristen Cavallari. Hi, guys. We are excited to dig into more voicemails. These episodes are fun. They I'm are fun. I like hearing y'all's questions. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to get the perspective from you guys as you're following along and watching, maybe watching some of the episodes, but also some of those questions that come from what we're talking about, because I'll even listen to some of the episodes and go like, oh, man, we need to follow up on what happened there or ask somebody, you know, like what was going on in that moment? Because there's a lot of questions that still come up. So it's great to do these episodes and kind of go back uh, a little bit through what we've gone through and then also just random pressing questions. It's good to hear from you guys. So please keep them coming. Yeah, we're going to do a few more. So definitely keep the questions coming. Um, Steven, Mm. we have to just start by talking about your gnarly hat, bro. Oh, yes. (laughs) We've got the merch out. As you guys have heard, the merch is out. Uh, I've got the gnarly hat going. Uh, (laughs) It looks good. This is a personal favorite. But for you guys that haven't noticed, we've got some shirts on there. There's a tote bag. Yep. So guys, check that out. You know, it's funny. This is another thing which we enjoy about doing these episodes. I I saw the Dunzo shirt. Yes. That's My good. personal favorite. And it's got your car on <laughs> yeah. there. Glaring void. We never talked about where the car is now. I, and yeah. I remember the car was on Pimp My Ride. So it's so funny because I forgot. You guys, clearly I have forgotten about like everything in my life. I forgot I was on Pimp My Ride with my Zuzu Trooper. They pimped it out. They made it look awesome. And then it was auctioned off. And I do, I couldn't tell you who got it or what happened. But that was the part of the story was that they were going to pimp it. Right. As they do. As they did. Pimp the trooper and <laughs> sell it. That was the that was the I, whole plan? I guess because, yeah, I was getting rid of it. And I can't even remember how that came about. Obviously, MTV facilitated that. But how do you forget about your car being pimped yeah, like that? Steven, that's a really great question. Like, There's a lot of things in my life. I'm like, how do I not remember that? I think it's some sort of a trauma response. I'm just saying. Well, that's right. There was a lot of trauma with the car, a lot of breaking down. But if somebody pimped my Toyota Tacoma, I was like, I, oh, man, I was I, trying to hang on to that thing. I know. I think I I was just so traumatized by that car. I just wanted to get rid of it. If anybody out there knows yeah. where there is an extremely pimped out yes. Isuzu Trooper. I would love to see that car. Contact <laughs> us. send us a picture. Where is that Isuzu Trooper? I would love to find it. I should buy it back just to give it to my kids when they turn 16. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Did you get any intel on 
where it was going? No, I mean, I'm sure I did. And I don't remember. I'm Maybe, sure I probably. Can you search in your old emails? <laughs> yeah. Pimped Zuzu Trooper. Pimp my ride emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we cleared that up. Yeah. Uh, it remains to be seen exactly what that car is. But let's jump in. Let's yeah. jump into some of these voicemails. Okay, let's fire let's, away. Let's do it. Hello. My name is Brad from Cincinnati. And my opinion, the music featured on Laguna Beach was iconic. The show even had an official Laguna Beach soundtrack. Summer can last forever. So outside of the show's main theme, what artist or song stands out to you the most and makes you think of your time on the show? Did you know that we had a soundtrack? I had no idea. I don't know either. Yeah, that's news. Great question. Go ahead, Chris. I agree. I I love the music on the show. I think that actually kind of made the show. Obviously, the Hillary Duff Come Clean will forever, forever stand out. But um, Kelly Clarkson... She was big at that time. And there's a limo scene, I want to say it's season two, where the girls and I are all singing it at the top of our lungs since you've been gone. And that is just one of those moments that will always stick out in my mind. Mm, yes, I remember that moment. Uh, I think there's a journey, don't stop believing oh, moment. Oh, yes. Where Lauren and I are driving around in the Ford Explorer um, yes. after doing a dinner and we're singing along to the lyrics. It's a good one. That's stuck in my mind. Lauren, actually, I got to give her credit for this. She made me two... 80s mixes. I loved 80s rock at the mm. time. And so she made me two CDs, double-sided little mixtape. That mix is a good gift back in the day. All sorts of great music nice. on there. This was one of them. We were playing that CD. Normally, we couldn't play our music. MTV needed to have everything cleared. So we had some random tunes in our car. Because, well, they would give us yeah. stuff that we, that we I could remember play. they gave me this like approved, they gave me a CD that said reggae beats on it. Because yeah. I was yes. listening to my little reggae oh my God, yes. bumping around. So that, that, and I forgot what else. There, there was, was some a other- bunch, but it was all like some of it for me it was crap. I, I was like, I wasn't gonna listen to. Like well, some, no. of, some of the reggae beats was great. Don't get me wrong, but some of the other stuff. So they finally went out and kind of cleared something. But yeah. another moment for me in watching back the series right now, when you're uh, crossing the street and uh, there's more bounce in California is playing. <laughs> yeah. That to a, me is that's is a, a good one. That takes me. I think whenever I hear that from now on, that'll take me back to that moment. It's yeah. another staple for yeah. me from the show. That's a good one. Okay, love it. Great question, yeah, Brad. Very Thank fun. you for that one. All right, let's jump on to the next one. Hi, I'm Lynn from Wisconsin. I just had, I was curious. Um, did this show impact your relationships as you got older? Were they impacted based on just like the love triangle you guys had? Like, did people like think anything different or judge you, prejudge you before they got into relationships with you? And then also, were there people like just trying to cling to you to try to gain fame for themselves? Mm. Did they use you as an opportunity for exposure? I kind of love this question. Interesting question, Lynn from Wisconsin. Thank you for that. Okay, so the first question, it did not impact my relationships, I don't think. But what it did do was probably attracted some people that maybe weren't good for me, which goes into the second part of her question, which is, yeah, I mean, it's just is a harsh reality. People do use you for fame or they think they're going to get clout, I guess, by being in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I also found that with girlfriends, though, too, not just guys, especially in L.A., because everyone in L.A. is here to get ahead. And unfortunately, a lot of people in L.A. use each other for that kind of stuff. So I actually found it with girlfriends more than guys. But yes, that is a harsh reality. When you have a little notoriety, people want to jump all over that. And they don't necessarily like you for you. They like you for the clout. Yeah, you know what? You you kind of hit the nail on the head there where certain people, it, it attracted certain people around you that maybe it took a while for you to figure out uh, their intentions were off or it weren't good for you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's because, yeah, what they, you know their agenda was behind the scenes was an unhealthy one. So you found yourself in a lot of weird positions. And I think 
you know, there's still, when this is coming around for us, I mean, we're moving to LA, we're 19, 20 years old, you know, we're going out into clubs, we're doing like, also we're, probably not the best place to meet people either. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, LA is, is a great place, but it's a big city. And so there's all different types of people there. And when you've got this industry, you know, that is uh, obviously hangs over the majority of the city. There are some people that, you know, their agendas are strong there. And look, if they're out to, you know, find success, however they want to find it, uh, and they want to, they think that they need to buddy up with certain people that have already had some sort of success by all means. But yeah, for someone in our position, I think I found myself in that position as well. It took me a little while to figure out that like, okay, this person is not good to be around. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, for my relationships, as far as like meeting another girl, like not really, I, I don't think it affected. I still would yeah. make my judgment call. I think getting into a relationship with somebody obviously is, is a big deal. So you really, you're kind of, you know, assessing everything before you make that leap. And I think we were also aware of certain people you know, your, your spidey senses, if you will, could come up and be like, this person, yeah. I think is just really interested in, in yeah. maybe that I was on a TV show. So yeah. you, you can quickly, tell, you're, yeah, maybe you're, not initially, but you can tell. Yeah, eventually. you're quick to write off for like a relationship or yeah. anybody that's kind of substantial, but it's those friends or the people hanging around that, you know, sometimes you find yourself in, in a bad spot with, with some bad people. Yeah, good question. like that. Hey, my name is Aubrey. I'm calling from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I've been a fan since. Oh, four or whenever the show came out. So super obsessed with it. Uh, anyway, this question is for Kristen. Um, I was always wondering after the show ended and on season two, I noticed that Alex H, it seemed they weren't um, as close with her anymore. And I feel like she kind of fell off of the show. So I was just curious, did you remain friends with her or what happened there? Thanks. Love your show. Bye. <laughs> Oh, so that, okay, this is interesting. I'm a, I'm a little confused. She's saying it seemed like she kind of fell off the show. I thought Alex Hooser was on season two quite a bit. So Shh. I don't know. Um, also, no, because Alex and I graduated high school and we moved up and we actually lived together and we have Hoosie coming on um, in a couple episodes and we do talk about all of that. And so, no, we, we remained really good friends. It wasn't until after we had been living in LA for a little while together that she moved out and we kind of went our separate ways. To be honest, living together was probably not the best decision. We're very different as far as like lifestyle, like living together goes. And so that kind of didn't ruin our friendship, but we split up for a while and we've, uh, we've reconnected and we've been in each other's lives for a long time now, but kind of killed the friendship there for mm. a minute. I also realized I don't want a roommate. I'm not a good, I was never a roommate person ever, ever, ever. So it's just something I learned about myself. <laughs> yeah, once I started living by myself, I was like, oh, this is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard I, to go back. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I like my space. I like everything super organized and clean and just, yeah, I'm very particular when it comes to how I live, so. So there it is. There you go. Look forward to the episode with Who's coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's Alex H, by the way, which yeah. also, her real name is Lauren, so. We'll get into there. all that, though. <laughs> <laughs> My fall uniform, you guys, is definitely all about comfort. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to you about Jenny Kane. Sometimes something as simple as deciding what to put on in the morning can feel like a chore. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the simplest part of your routine. That's why their beautifully made, ultra versatile pieces are the perfect foundation for your everyday uniform. 
they do have great pieces that will take you from, you know, day to night and they're perfect for every day. I actually happen to love their really cozy socks and their slippers too. I live in those at my house. They're so soft. I love a neutral tone and a cozy sweater too. Now that we're entering the fall, some of their signature pieces are the cashmere cocoon cardigan, which is what I'm talking about. You guys, this is the quintessential cozy knit. It is luxuriously soft cashmere with a relaxed fit. That's perfect for layering. Trust me, you're never going to want to take it off. Jenny K knows that having a wardrobe of classic quality pieces means you'll always have something to wear. Each piece is inspired by a belief in simplicity and consistency with the goal of building a personal uniform to last season after season. And if you can't get enough of Jenny Kane, join Jenny Kane Rewards to enjoy exclusive perks and benefits like birthday surprises and early access to new launches. Plus, you can earn up to 10% back on all purchases. Join today and you'll get 100 points. Find your ideal everyday wardrobe when you shop JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code BEACH at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code BEACH. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Guys, I want to talk to you about BetterHelp. You know, as we're getting into the holiday season, this is a big time of year for me where all sorts of stress starts to pile on. You're already taking on everything that you normally are, but of course it becomes the holidays. You got to travel, you got to see people, you got to get gifts. There's a lot of things. We kind of make that last push into the end of the year. And I often find myself just kind of complaining about it, but never actually trying to do anything to help figure out why I might get so worked up during this time. And I think it's, you know, something that I haven't really practiced before in the past, but I'm definitely looking into now. And BetterHelp seems like the option for me uh, to be able to find somebody that I might be able to talk to and actually work through, all right, why is it that I kind of have these reactions at this time of year? Like, Triggered. Why is, <laughs> yes, why am I always getting so worked up? And how might I properly deal with those in a healthy way instead of just trying to just bury it under the rug? So look, we are very much a pro mental health podcast here at Back to the Beach. So we want you guys to check out BetterHelp. Kristen, have you used any sort of therapy before? Yeah, I've I've mentioned it before. I love therapy. I've kind of been in and out of it my whole life. I haven't actually seen someone in the last few years, but I'd say the last couple of months, but really the last few weeks, I'm serious about it now. I'm just at a place in my life where I think it would be good to talk to someone. Not that I like have anything insane going on in my life, but I think just, I, I really like writing, but that can only do so much. I think having an unbiased opinion and someone else to just bounce ideas off of with mm. would be really nice. Mm. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, guys, definitely recommend BetterHelp. It is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, and it's affordable. And it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time you wish. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash beach10 today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash beach10. Hey, Stephen and Kristen. This is Christina McMoney from Chicago. McMoney. My question is one, does Steven continue to say tee it up all the time because he's such an avid golfer? And number two, if he is, who's his favorite golfer? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm curious too. <laughs> I feel like that's a funny question, Christina. Thank you for this. I, I feel like it's more of a universal term. Like, have you ever said it? I can't say that I have. Oh, well. <laughs> well, Maybe it is the golfer up. in me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I've never really thought about this before. It could be, but I, also, I felt like it was... It was another kind of slang term that's just around all the time. I mean, so even to this day, even to this day, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 teed up. 
still something I use. <laughs> yeah, tee it up. I'm going to say it to myself. Tee it up. Yeah, just tee it up. You yeah. know, I'll tee it up for you. Love we that. say it here in the podcast. I'll yeah. tee up that question for you, Kristen. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a common saying. You're yeah. right. So, uh, who's your favorite golfer? Uh, favorite golfer, I would be remiss if I didn't say Tiger Woods because I okay. grew up watching him. And he yeah. was the first like celebrity that I ever saw oh. at Fashion Island. What? Yeah, in Orange County. Fashion Island's a really cool outdoor mall. <laughs> and I was with my brother who was a golfer, also huge fan. And he was like, that was Tiger Woods. We you had like, to meet Tiger Woods? No, I didn't meet him. We were just like stalking him in the mall. We like oh. passed him. And then he was, Mike was like, that was Tiger Woods. I was like, what? <laughs> and then we like went back and kept like trying to find him and just look at him. <laughs> I don't get starstruck. But if I saw Tiger Woods, I would probably clam up. Was, I would feel like I need, I, need, I need to go say something. What, what should I say? Yeah. What do I do? What, need, would you, to, what would you say? But here's like, the thing. It would be, be the thing where like, line? I would think, because sometimes, you know, I, I would think that I'm saying like, you know what? I want to say something very respectful to him. Yeah. And I want to go up to him and say, hey, you know what? I just want to let you know. Like I watched so much of you golfing growing up. Watch your swing. Try to imitate it. Aww. You were very impactful on my life with golfing. And watching you do what you've done to succeed yeah. to the level that you have in your sport has been truly amazing to watch. Probably too long-winded because I am a little long-winded over here. Yeah. And like, it's not like he's getting this for the first time in his life. I know. I'm thinking because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to tell him how great he is. I like, know. He'll appreciate it. You got to be quick. Short and you sweet to the point. Mm -hmm. I fucking love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just want to say, you're the fucking man. I fucking love you. When I met Britney Spears, <laughs> it was at her Vegas show. And I just went up to her and I go, Britney, I fucking love you. <laughs> that was enough. That what was she say? She went, oh, I love you too. Aww. I was like, she has no That's idea who Brittany, the, by the fuck way. I am. Thank you. She did know who I was. She reposted pictures. She retweeted me. We're best friends. <laughs> Damn, right. I was, that's the highlight of my life. Did you go to her wedding? No. Did you get an invite? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Left on the guest list. Damn it. It's bizarre since we really bonded that night. <laughs> Hi, this is Allison from Indiana. Um, I kind of skipped ahead, so you can play this in a couple episodes if you even want to play it at all. But um, I had a question about prom. Um, I'm pretty sure your episode came out before my junior prom because I got obsessed i wanted to wear like a short dress and my parents were like absolutely not I like it was it. just not something done in indiana like yeah. we all had like long dresses <laughs> nah. like so was that always the norm that you guys wore like short dresses to prom or were you guys i don't know ever in classic attire that is so funny it is i know it is such a southern california thing i want to say when i went my freshman year with zach who we've talked about who was a junior i wore a long dress but I also wasn't going to Laguna Beach at the time. So I don't think I knew like what the norm was. I do think the short dresses was a normal thing at Laguna because everyone had a short dress on. Everybody. Mm. I didn't wear a short dress until I got out of high school. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. You was, missed that boat. was not comfortable enough. Uh, it reminds me of the line from your dad in that one episode, heavy on the makeup, light, light on, on the, the dress. dress. That was that was really great. Yes. Great quote from Dennis there. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the norm for sure, which I kind of loved. It wasn't so stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kristen and Steven. This is Heather from Orlando, Florida. Um, again, I just need to thank y'all for making my childhood what it was. Uh -huh. I am having so much fun listening to all of this. It is genuinely making me laugh. Um, so this question <laughs> is actually for Steven. So I have been binge watching One Tree Hill, and I know you made a special appearance towards the end. So 
my burning question for you is I'm really curious. Did you have more fun working oh. with the CW on One Tree Hill <gasps> or did you have more fun with MTV on Laguna Beach? Cannot wait to hear your answer. Me either. Interesting question. That All is right. Interesting. So I feel like this is reference like working with the studio, if you will. I, I think you answered fun. as a whole. Yeah, but if she like she kind of emphasized she the did, CW like, MTV and MTV versus. So okay, I'm going right. to do that. OK. okay. Uh, and, and then watch, you can talk about two past part. if you sure. wanted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hands down, working with MTV was much cooler than working with the CW. Okay, interesting, yeah. I mean, when we yeah. were little, I mean, growing up, MTV was everything. Yeah. And I wanted to be a VJ. I wanted to work with TL. I wanted to go to that studio in Times Square. Yep. I mean, CW doesn't have like a studio and like a daily show or anything like that. So the whole environment, I mean, MTV has the award shows as, yes, as well, which yes. back then, because these days, to be honest, like when you're older, award shows are, are pretty boring. Oh my God, I just watched the VMAs with Going? my kids. They were so inappropriate. And I'm not oh, really? like a prude by any means. And mm. I was like, you guys cannot be <laughs> watching this. And also I was like, who, is, who are these people? It was, I felt so old. Well, I was, I don't want to spoil it too much for people, but like when you're there seeing it live and it's still, it's still like a TV production, of course it's a live yeah. TV show. It's just so different than what you see on air. So it's not as fun. But of course, back when we were 18 years old, it was the coolest thing ever. Oh. We got to go to Miami when they yeah. were doing the VMAs there. Yeah. We did that a couple of times. We had so much fun. So working with MTV was really cool. Loved all the people at MTV, the people mainly out of, out of New York, the mm -hmm. offices there. And when we got to travel over there, and of course I worked with them for a little while after the show doing TRL. And I loved being put up at the little hotel in, in Times Square and then going and, and and working on TRL and doing a couple of New Year's Eve shows. Like I oh, got to I do a couple- Oh, I didn't know you did that. That's at the so stroke fun. of midnight there on the Cabbage Patch, we called it, which was our little stage in the middle of Times Square where it was incredible. I mean, there's this kid, little kid from yeah. Laguna, the West Coast, all of a sudden being in, in you know, the heart of Times Square for, for New Year's Eve. So yeah, MTV, super cool, super fun. And they always took good care of me. So I loved working with them. CW was great, but they just- they pale in comparison as far as having yeah. everything that MTV does on the side. Makes sense. But I will say, working on Want Your Hill, that show, I had more fun working on that <gasps> show than on Laguna Beach for many reasons. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever feel tightness in your tummy sitting in rush hour traffic or you can't sleep because of your never ending to-do list? Yeah, it definitely happens to the best of us. That's because your gut, not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. Did you know that your gut and brain talk to each other? That's why you always trust your gut, but we need to keep not only our bodies, but our gut healthy so we can perform at our best. It's the core of our health, you guys. Personally, I trust Just Thrive Probiotics because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry, including me. I really am a fan of their probiotics. I've been taking them for probably about six to eight months now. Their probiotic is a game changer for dealing with bloat, skin, and stomach issues, and it's the easiest way to stay healthy by supporting our immune systems. And it's been shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control. And for the next level stress management, I pair the probiotic with Just Thrive's breakthrough new formula, Just Calm. Just Calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable, which is reduced perceived stress, improve sleep quality and energy, and even encourage better focus and flow. Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one to two punch to beat stress before it beats you. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. And the best part, 
Just Thrive products are all natural. And right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code BEACH at checkout. I am so excited to talk to you guys about this brand. I am a huge fan. It is Symbiotica. And if you are unfamiliar with them, they are a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by filling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. They use the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. Symbiotica's Super Greens is a convenient way to boost your daily nutrition. It contains a bioavailable complex of natural plant compounds, including chlorophyll, glucorophanin, broccoli seed, and other alkalizing greens. It helps to support cellular detoxification, boost energy levels, and promote healthy immune response. You guys, this stuff really is amazing. So you can take their online quiz to figure out the best supplements for your specific health goals. It's very rare that I will put my stamp of approval on a health brand like this. And I, because I'm I'm big in the health world. I love this stuff. And I really am a huge fan of Symbiotica. I find that they're one of the cleanest brands out there. And as you can tell, just from the things I told you about what they're doing, they really are at the forefront of this health stuff. So definitely check them out, you guys. And if you use code BEACH at symbiotica.com, you can get 15% off site-wide or you can create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. And that code applies on top of custom bundle discount. Hey, Steven. Hey, Kristen. So uh, my name is Ben. I'm from Anaheim. So I was obsessed with Laguna Beach growing up. And uh, I always wanted to know, like, did people, fans, actually, like, come down to Laguna Beach and try to see if they can find you or, like, say hi or, or meet up with you? Uh, I remember that did come across my mind back in the day. I just wanted to meet you guys. I was so like in love with the show. So uh, I think that was my, that was the first time that I went. Uh, I think I forced my older sister to take me. So I was like so obsessed. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to hear, you know, like some fun fan encounters and like, you know, all the crazy stuff that or like, you know, the, the craziest interaction or something cool that you guys remember. Hmm. Thank you. Do you remember when we were uh, sitting there having lunch for your Rolling Stone interview? And some people came up. No. And then the, the, I think the person writing the article was well, I, happy to have that experience because that's what they were ugh, kind of expecting. Truly like the worst article to this day that's probably ever been written about me. The Rolling Stone one? Uh-huh. It was really bad. I have a bone to pick with them too about it because I, at the time I was studying acting and yeah. was passionate about it. And the article just mocks me. It, it made fun of everything. The I, whole it was idea you, was... It was you, Alex, H, and I, and the writer at lunch, It was right? just to mock us for how stupid we were. Or that, so that was bad. the idea of like, look how stupid these reality stars are. And that was like my first huge, Thanks, like, Rolling Stone. big photo shoot. It was a huge deal. And that writer wrote the worst article about me. You know what? I'm glad you said that. So there is... <laughs> there's some funny little pieces that are out there from that time in our life and we're still trying to figure ourselves out that kind of made up everyone's idea of like who who we are, yeah. right? From our yeah. pers- our characters on the show, if you will. Yeah. Then how they're, you know, they're writing about it's it. It's like an extension in the And media. somebody like twice our age is yeah. writing about this show that's sensationalizing our lives where we look really silly and like this is who we are. And to this day... On my Wikipedia, by the way, I have like the worst Wikipedia. Just go read it. The person who wrote it just, I think they just, or the majority of who contributed, <laughs> wishes I would just walk out into the sea. Oh my God. Uh, there's a terrible picture of me. And it says the one, there's like one quote from all of the articles that are written about Laguna Beach. 
it says there's a quote of the New York Times saying he's still trying to fight to get some charm, trying to try, <laughs> or desperately trying to achieve. I don't know. I haven't read it in a while. Desperately trying to acquire some charm to secure his place on the show. Still trying. I was like, oh. <laughs> but now when you read that, it's it's so funny. I'm like, uh, they had to cut like all these different pieces together of this to try to make the stories. And I'm just kind of awkward. I don't want to talk about this fucking love triangle. No, I know. It's so and silly. And so then, but then that's how I am on the show. And then that's what they're, what's written on me. And that's what's still to this day, part of, I guess, who I am. I, I could talk about this all day long. It's, the media and all the shit, but we won't. <laughs> we'll answer the question. Okay. I actually have a good story. <laughs> I'll try to do this in a really condensed version, but I was working out at the Equinox in Highland Park, Chicago, oh. and I did an interview saying I worked out there, which was so fucking dumb, right? But so, okay, <laughs> this guy caught wind of that and would drive up from the city just to like catch glimpses of me. And I would do Pilates and he'd be like outside the Pilates studio, like circling around, staring at me and shit. Anyways, one time he was there and I left Pilates, went to the bathroom. I was like, oh good, I lost this guy, you know? I'm like coming out downstairs and he's standing right there. And I was like, motherfucker. I get in my car, I drive away. I immediately have a flat tire. And I just fucking knew it was this guy, right? He pulls up right next to me and he was like, do you have a flat tire? And I went, oh, I'm good, no. thanks. I rolled up my window. I called my ex-husband. I think he thought he was just gonna like save the day. But I was like, no, you're fucking creepy. Like who gives someone a flat tire? That was my cr craziest interaction, so, I'd I know. say. Yeah, I was like, that gosh, freaked me out a little that, bit. That, yeah, I'm freaked sweating a little, a little bit, bit just listening to that. That, that mm -hmm. was good. I mean, imagine if you like just slashed your tire and it was in, in his mind, this was my brilliant idea. I know, I was like, I was like uh, but like, sir, thank God I wasn't like, a knife in there. yeah, I have a flat that tire, can you help me? I was like, fuck you, get out of here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a couple random little stories for you. Okay. Real quick though, as you were mentioning kind of a stalker, do you remember a certain stalker that I had in high school? No. Okay, I'm gonna, this is gonna refresh your memory here. Do you remember when I had you open up a package one time? It wasn't necessarily a package, but it was, <laughs> you're like not sure. This, I, you're gonna remember. Uh, there is a, a picture of, well, a very, from the neck down, sudsy individual. Was it a guy? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so this person would leave me voicemails. Yeah. Uh, they would call me and text me. And then he kept coming on to me. And eventually he, he sent me this text message. It was like, hey, you're going to want to get the mail before your parents do. That's right. Like, what the fuck? And then Did I you had, know who this was? No. And I took it to you. And or we, we were at my house. And I was like, can you open it? Because I was all shook up about this. And you opened it up. And you just started busting out laughing. And they're like... <laughs> And he revealed it to me. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? We sat there. We laughed about oh, it. Oh, my God. So it was this, you know, sudsy shower pick of this guy. And then I don't know what happened when he eventually stopped. But And you was, still to this day don't know who it was. Don't know who it was. Whoa. Whoa. That's creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Because uh, he had your home address. I know. I know. And I had your been some, phone number. Somebody in and town. Like, whoa. I don't like that at all. Nope. <sighs> On top of that, here's more of a little lighthearted one. We'll go with. <laughs> yeah, we're telling uh, some yeah. crazy stories. So, <laughs> as the show's coming out, and I've talked a lot about like being in denial about it actually being a thing and people actually watching it. Well, going back for, you know, Christmas break or or being back for the summertime, it's like, all right, you know, I want to just go to the beach and this is no everything's gonna be normal, right? I'm gonna have my normal life down at the beach. And I park my car, you know, up from the beach. I just cross PCH and I'm walking down. And all of a sudden, this car, all the windows go down in this this SUV, and there's like four girls in there screaming. <laughs> Steven! They're uh, saying like, they're, they're like, oh my gosh, Steven! They're like, oh my God, stop, stop. And they're like trying to not drive. Someone was honking at them, and they're kind of oh swerving. And I was like, 
and I like didn't even Aww. wave or anything. And I'm just trying to go down the beach on my little towel. Just trying to be normal. Yeah, I know. And I was like, well, now I can't go to the beach here. They know where I'm going. Sure. So I got down to the beach and I walked like a mile. <laughs> and I put my towel down and like relaxed. Aww. And I was like looking down the whole beach the whole time, wondering if they're going to come walking girls? up. But that yeah. was, I mean, that was very early on. Like, yeah. oh fuck, like what? Yeah. Why, why, am, why are they screaming my name? I know, I know. Yeah, being recognized at first is a little... It's very weird. It just is. Although I kind of liked it at first. I remember my mom one time, we were at the mall and she's like, Kristen, stop looking around to see who recognizes you. I'm like looking at everybody. <laughs> I see I'm you doing that. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yes, I know it's me. I loved it for a little Come while. Come on over. You want a picture? Oh my God. I loved it when I was younger. <laughs> I, now I'm like, please don't recognize me. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> All right. We'll do one more. Yeah. We have one time more. for one more. Hey, Kristen and Steven, this is Timothy from Arkansas. We all know one of the writers of Laguna has had a smash hit reality show in the past couple of years that really created huge villain characters. And even though we know reality TV isn't reality, what are your thoughts on how casting and production of reality shows affects people in the day and age we live in now, as opposed to way back when? Mm. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a cool question. I, I think it's so different because now... When you go on a reality show, you kind of know what to expect, especially let's say you're going to go on like The Housewives. Well, you know, you have to bring your A game and bring the drama. Otherwise, you're not going to be on it. So I think it's I think it attracts a certain type of person. And also you can't feel sorry for these people because they know what they're getting themselves into. Where for us, it was like it fell in our laps. This was sort of the first of its kind. We were just kind of going with the flow and we were kids. Yeah, I think it's tough anytime when you're putting yourself on this platform and a sensationalized version of yourself, it's going to be tough. Back then it was tough and, and it is to this day. But look, we at the end of the day, we do sign up for it. Mm -hmm. So you understand that. Double-edged sword here. It's great today that you have social media and you can immediately defend yourself with That's your true. words. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Yeah. You can put out there what you want to say. The scrutiny and the how vile like some social media platforms can be yeah, the because people. of what people say on it. Yeah. It also gives the platform for a lot of people to come at you. So you're kind of protected back in 2004 because without social media, the same time you couldn't speak for yourself. So right. double-edged sword, there's a give and take. I think this day people are getting more trained in understanding there's some horrible people out there. There are some now guards up, you know, but I think it's nice to have that ability to be able to back yourself up. And yeah, look, I mean, getting into it now, you really understand what, what you're stepping into. And I think you you have to commit to that in a way. You do. And by the way, it's kind of like I felt like with the Hills when I joined the Hills, I did have a different perspective and I had to decide if I'm going to do this, I have to be all in. I can't, you know, you just, you have to, you have to wrap your head around it. And then it actually makes the, the process, I think, way more enjoyable. Mm. But yeah, you have to commit. Well, right on guys. Yeah. That is voicemail episode number two. Bonus episode for you guys. Thank you all for those questions. Yeah. Those were super great and fun. It took us down some some random roads there that yeah, it's, well, it's I, great. I enjoy doing. This is what I love doing yeah. about the show is we never really know where we're gonna go. It's sometimes true. it's true. I know. I reminded you of, of a Sudsy <laughs> shower pick that somebody sent me. That was not me. <laughs> uh, you're telling me that you're you're you got your tires slashed I mean, nearly. I mean, so great. But yeah, guys, thank you again for the questions. Keep them yeah. coming, and uh, we'll be back with another episode down the road here. So yes, we will see you guys soon. Thank you so much. See you guys. Bye.